Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Abundant Solutions Hour. Our goal is to help others be more, do more, and have more. I'm your host tonight, Gregory Turner. And I'm your host, co-host, Brian J. Henderson. Brian, how are you doing? Oh, I'm doing pretty good, pretty good. How about you, Greg? Man, I'm doing good, Brian. I think you I think you want to sing tonight. That's what it sounds like. <laughs> <laughs> you trying to sing? You trying to get a contract or something? Well, I might hit a note or two, you know. <laughs> I, I used to be a... Uh, a pretty decent, well, I was all right. I wasn't too bad. <laughs> okay. But you know what, Brian? A lot of people are struggling. A lot of people have dreams. They have goals. But they don't know how to push themselves to get to where they need to be. I think a lot of it has to do with doubt. I know a lot of it has to do with hanging around negative people. and uh, You know, just the influences on their lives. And people are buying into, well, maybe I can sing, maybe I can be the next American Idol, maybe I can do this and maybe I can do that, but they are afraid of pushing themselves all the way and believing God that he's going to do just what he promised them that he would do. Yeah, yeah. You know, you when, know you were, when you were in the group, Brian, and you were singing and you were doing your thing, what was it like for you? I mean, I know you felt that you were the top dog. I know you figured that you were the top man at the time, right? You know, when I had my group uh, a couple years, well, actually, that's been about 12 years now. You know, I had my group, and, you know, we we were trying to get out there and, you know, and do our thing, and we were singing, and we had a good time. You know, and I really didn't understand a whole lot about the business. I was just having fun. And then, you know, what I learned, you know, in that fun that we were having, I learned about the business, you know, of, of the music industry and so forth. And I and I realized that it was a business, you know. It wasn't. It was. It was more than just having fun. And you know, for some reason, I couldn't really fathom myself not having fun while I was doing music. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And but then you know, once I realized how, at times, it was actually very cutthroat. Yeah. But you know, uh, we hear that all the time about the business, the business, the business. But what about God? Yeah. Yeah. You know, in my in my music uh, past, I actually started out, you know, in singing in my church, you know, and then I went on and in, in my high school we had a, a gospel choir, and actually in my middle school we had a gospel choir, so it was kind of ironic. And um, you know, I, I grew up singing gospel music, you know, and so when I actually went into the secular music world, and you know, I, I kind of you know, changed my whole, you know, persona of singing gospel and I started singing secular music. I had fun, but it really wasn't what God, I, I, I just, you know, I believe that it wasn't what God wanted me to do because I wasn't successful in doing that. You know, you understand what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. I really wasn't successful in doing, you know, in having a musical career. 
you know, and it was because I didn't have God in my equation, you know. But tonight, we have an uh, individual who I know personally, as well as professionally, um, and our show tonight is called Higher Heights, and I think we're going to have a, I already know we're going to have a, we're going to have a great time in the Lord tonight, you know, because who we have on is a man who is anointed, you know, he's anointed and he's appointed, and what he does with his voice not only entertains you, but it also blesses you. And tonight, I'd like to introduce to you all, Mr. Javen Campbell. Javen, are you there? I'm here, man. What's going on, bro? Hey, welcome to the Abundant Solutions Hour. How you doing, Javen? Thank you, sir. How are you, Greg? All right, all right. I like that little intro y'all was doing there with the... <laughs> yeah, what you say? People got <laughs> negative people around them and all that. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I like that. You know, did you have that problem, Javen, when you were coming up, negative people coming in your path trying to stop you from doing what you were doing? And, you they, you know, some people say, well, you know, Javen, you're dreaming too big. You can't do that. You're just from right around here with us. You're just one of us. You can't do that. Well, you know, you know what, uh, not to slam against um, the church, but, you know, the reality is some of the most negative people are in church, uh, religious people. I call it religious spirit. <laughs> but 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 you, some of the most negative people are in church. You know, it's the can, instead of the can do um, statements, it's usually the can't do uh, statements. All the stuff you can't do. And so, growing up in church myself, my father being a, a bishop there in South Florida, uh, I'm now based here in Los Angeles, California. But I'm originally from uh, Hollywood, Florida, and then I went to school, uh, which uh, was, which is what Brian uh, talked about. We went to high school in, in a city called Hollandale, Florida, and that's where my, my dad. Uh, pastored for uh, 20-some-odd years. And growing up in church, you know, everything was can't do. You know, everything was, you know, go sit down somewhere, you don't know anything. So um, if you had any kind of church experience at all, I'm sure at some point you ran across somebody that told you you, um, you couldn't do this or you couldn't do that. Yes. And um, it does affect you. Yes. Yeah, Javen, you know, Let's talk a little bit about our hometown, you know. All right, our, you know, in the South. You say you talk about it. You don't even talk about it for him. It's been a lot longer since I've been going than you. Yeah, I know it, I know it. I may not remember. I may get some things wrong. <laughs> I left there for a long time ago. You know, I just want to, you know, and I'm, I'm going to highlight these things because, you know, I think it's a, it's a great thing. Stop calling, stop calling me by my full name. I go by one name, Javis. You know, you can always, hey, Greg, you can always tell these people that know you from back in the day, they go to call them. <laughs> I'm surprised you ain't going to call them a middle, middle initial and everything. No, no, no. <laughs> One name, Brian, just Javen, right, that's all. Javen, I got you, I got you. All right. Now, what do you want me to talk about? Sonny's? You're talking about the breakfast yeah. spot across the street from the church? <laughs> the Sonny's, the breakfast spot across the street from the high school or the barbecue joint that used to be there called Hawkins? Which, what do you want me to talk about? I want to talk about Lowell Lampkin. Lowell Lampkin. Yes. <laughs> you know, talk about him. You know, we had a, um, a high school music teacher by the name of Lowell Lampkin. And, you know, Javen and I were in the ensemble chorus together. We were in the concert chorus together. And we just had a ball. And, you know, and the thing that really, that was really striking, and I know Javen will laugh when I say this, but, 
everybody wanted to be like Javen. Everybody who could sing wanted to be as good as Javen. Now, let me tell you something. That's new to me. You didn't know. I, I know that. I know it. I know it. See, that I didn't know that at all. That was one of the things that nobody ever said it, but it was like we always compared ourselves to you. Because you led most of the songs, you know. You, you know, I mean, you basically you get us crunk, <laughs> you know. That's funny. And so when you left, it sort of the crown sort of fell to a couple of us, you know. And so sometimes I'd lead some songs, sometimes somebody else would lead some songs, and we found ourselves trying to sound like Javen. Yeah. <laughs> funny, you know. And so. Now that you know that, how does it feel to carry the torch? Because, you know, there's a lot of people back home, when they, when they hear about Javen and they see you on TV, you know, you're, you're, the, you're, the, you're the neighborhood son. You made it in their eyes. You know, how does, how does it feel to be sort of like the ambassador for Hollandale High? Because that's what I consider you as when I see right. you. Right. <laughs> Greg, you got to rescue me. He done went to title and giving me titles and everything. <laughs> I'm an ambassador. <laughs> well, I tell you, bro. I, okay, I will tell you, I'm flattered by the uh, by the statement you just made about everybody wanting to uh, uh, be like me because I didn't know that. That was the first time I uh, heard that or even caught wind of any of that from back in those days. Um, now I to to kind of address the the second half of the question, far as in you know what I'm doing now and all that kind of stuff. You know, I, I recently uh, came back to um, to Hollandale to do either a concert here or an appearance there or whatever. And, and one of those uh, times of going back, just when after the movie was released, um, they uh, gave me an award from the from the high school. Uh, the alumni uh, department did. Uh, I think it's like in the first annual, uh, first alumni to be in a feature film or something like that. Mm-hmm. But um, I remember walking away from that, uh, feeling you know, a pretty, pretty blessed and pretty honored to be honest with you, because you know when you're out here doing, working, and you know knocking on doors and pushing and you know doing all the things that it takes uh, to, to to be successful on any level. Um, you're not thinking about, oh, boy, I'm going to have everybody back home, you know, happy for me, or I'm going to have somebody back home give me an award, or I'm going to talk to a Brian on the registration one day, and he's going to say, you know, hey, listen, man, I continue to be an ambassador. You know, you're just thinking, you know, just work hard, uh, get it done, you know, fulfill your assignment. I think that that's the misconception of um, success is that, that, that you can have this mentality that, oh, I'm going to prove something to somebody. Or, oh, I'm going to, you know, show somebody. I'm going to show, show them how I did it and whatnot. If you walk into this, uh, this line of work or any line of work, for that matter, trying to prove something, if that's your motivation for uh, trying to uh, be successful, I think you're not going to be successful. I think that's going to be short-lived, and that will only get you so far. You've got you to um, you focus on what you know you have to offer, I think, to this world at large. And here's the thing I want to say about that. If you don't have anything to offer, then you need to go find out, first off, what that is. And then secondly, if you know what that is and say what you're getting ready to present is not ready yet or if it's not that good, 
Ain't not, there's nothing wrong with that. Just go back to the drawing board and fix it. There's nothing, I think people uh, don't, a lot of people are not walking in success because they are afraid of falling. And fear keeps them at, a, at the, at, at the safe, safety ground of never stepping out. And you cannot be afraid uh, to fall because even if you fall, you have the right, the authority, and the power to get back up and try it again. If I write that, I mean, you kidding me? There, there are tons of songs that, have, that I've written that have been sung and that have been played on the radio and that have been paid for. But there are tons of songs <laughs> that I've written that, that I'd pay you not to hear it, you know. So you're not going to always get it right. Well, Javen, you know, when people are, when you said when you first started out you had to, you know, beat the doors down, trying to get heard, trying to get out there. What pushed you or what was it that made you continue to push towards your dreams and goals when people were closing the doors in your face and they didn't know who you were? Did you well, push? great question, Greg. First off, uh, I still have to beat doors. And I still have knock on doors. It's, it's an ever, uh, you know, it's an ever-evolving uh, business. You know, you're always having to do something better than what you did before, and you're always looking for that next opportunity. So the myth of, you know, success being a place, it, it doesn't exist. Success is a journey. So every step and every day is a, a new opportunity for either another uh, good thing, good idea, or being careful not to make a bad choice or a bad decision. I think to answer your question as far as what uh, drove me was just the fact that I felt like, this was something that I could not live without. Wow. The thing I tell people all the time is don't get involved in something if you really can't live without it. It's better that you don't get involved with it because it's going to just disappoint you. It's going to let you down. It's going to hurt you. It's going to you know, waste a whole lot of time, and you're going to get nowhere uh, fast. But if it's something you just can't live without, and if it's something that you just cannot you know, you've just got to be doing that and whatnot, then to me I think those are clues to what your destiny and what your purpose is and what that next level for you uh, is uh, is or are. And the thing about that is when that when you recognize that, you've got to couple that with faith and with boldness and with courage, you know, because we all have that thing. We have that that promise and we have that dream. But what we don't do is go to that next level of wrapping those dreams and that that promise uh, with um, with faith, courage, and boldness. You know, it's not enough to have a dream. It's not enough to have a promise. You know, you got to couple that with faith that tells you you can do any and everything, in regards to what you see in the natural. You got to have that boldness uh, that puts you in front of people. Um, even when you are afraid and may not think you can remember the words to the songs or may not be able to hit the notes, and when you got a whole bunch of other people that look better than you, that uh, has a that have a higher range than you, and can do more riffs than you can, you know, and then you need to have that courage that just kind of keeps you locked in no matter what. Because see, that kind of love for music and that kind of love for uh, whatever uh, whatever field you're going to work in or do in will cause you to build your own stage when they won't give you one. My mentality was always, I'm going to come to y'all to give me a chance, but even if you don't give me a chance, I'm going to go and make my own stage, and I'm going to sing. So I'm going to be singing whether I get paid to sing or whether I'm singing for free. 
But here's what I know I'm going to be doing. I'm going to be singing. Yeah. Javen, you know, uh, one of the questions I wanted to ask you also is, you know, what what else motivated you towards singing? I knew you grew up singing and, you know, you were in high school singing. Probably from when you were born you were singing. But what else was your motivation? Was there something else other than the fact that, hey, I want to sing? I, that's a, you know what, Brian? Uh, it's a very good question. Obviously, you know, you uh, being a part of my uh, childhood, you know, us going to high school, obviously Minister Lampkin, Minister Lowell Lampkin of uh, Hollandale, Florida, uh, was a big influence on, uh, how shall we say, uh, crooning that gift or uh, directing that gift in the right way. I, when I was uh, a lot younger at home, I have a brother named John, uh, John Campbell, who's in the wheelchair, um, but has a tremendous love for, uh, for music. So back when the LP days, uh, uh, then on into CDs, I would go in his room because obviously I was a kid, I couldn't afford anything. So I would go in and listen to his LPs and listen to his music and listen to uh, his CDs for hours, for hours. I would do, I would, and while the music played, I would just read the back of the credits. So that was a young kid trying to figure out who was doing backup for who, <laughs> who was who was playing the piano, who was producing who, and how it all tied in. Because when you start looking at some of those things back in the days, a lot of those people worked together and were backing each other and writing songs for each other and that kind of thing, and that intrigued me. And so I would say definitely that had a lot to do with it. But then something happened, Brian, uh, and I, I guess that would say this probably kicked in probably during my high school years. So you would have been around when this happened, and that is, I started seeing the response of people when I would sing. I started seeing um, uh, the the effect uh, that I had on people or, or that the music had on the people or the singing had on the people uh, when I would open my mouth and sing and, and, and that kind of thing. And it made me want to uh, really do something uh, with the gift. But now, here's the curveball, or here's the the smoking gun or however you want to put it. I really didn't set out to have a career in music. I really didn't set out to have a career in music. When I left high school, I went into college. I went straight from high school into college, and I was uh, going to study uh, to to be a psychologist. That's what I wanted to do because as much as I liked uh, singing at the time, I also liked counseling people. And I liked helping people on an individual basis. So I wanted to be a, a psychologist. So I went to, to school for that. Just so happens that the school that I went to had a choir or had a chorus, a, a, a choir group, just a campus choir at the time. And uh, so I just did it just because, you know, the thing was what I did, a little hobby and whatnot. But I'm still not thinking, boy, I'm going to have a career in music. I'm thinking I'll just keep my chops warm by singing in this choir. Only thing is, but with the choir, you've got to audition. So that means the leader has to hear each person individually. So he heard me individually that way. Now, fast forward. I get, we get to our first concert, or getting ready to prepare for our first concert, and the director asked me to stay after class one day. I'm thinking in my head, now, I ain't, I ain't been to this school for a minute, so I know I ain't got in trouble that fast. <laughs> <laughs> And, and when I stay after, uh, after school, the other thing was that the type of music was predominantly white-style music, proper singing and whatnot. I had and still do have a pretty raspy voice, pretty kind of 
R&B gospel kind of voice, so it didn't kind of, you know, I'm really just kind of staying in the background and just hoping to blend in. And he says to me, there's a song that I have, and I want you to lead the song. I'm thinking, okay, if you think I can sing (laughs) this type of music, (laughs) I'll give it a shot. Well, man, I sung that song at that first concert. Well, we sung it. The first time I sung it was at a um, a soundcheck rehearsal. And when I sung it, man, the choir, all these kids, about a 100-voice choir, (laughs) the choir went crazy. These kids started screaming and hollering and yelling and that kind of thing. So uh, so immediately the buzz started going around on, on campus. There's this new guy on, on, on campus that can sing, you know, so y'all got to come out to concert. So we doing this. So we go and we do this concert. And when we're at this concert, I'm 18 years old, just got to the school. I mean, it ain't even two months. I just got to the school, 18 years old. And when I uh, go to train, there was a manager for a group at that time called Harvest uh, that was in the audience. And when I sung at that concert, uh, the uh, the next month or the next day or the next week, whatever I can't remember how long it was, uh, they uh, they put a, a, a lookout for me and said, "This guy's looking for you. He's, he's all over campus. This guy, you need to go to his office." So I finally went to his office, and he gave me a job singing. He said, "I'll, I'll I want to hire you as a singer. I have a group of about six singers, and." Uh, we go on the weekends, but I'll make sure I have you back for school. Because at that time, keep in mind, I'm thinking I'm going to be a psychologist, so everything's about school. i got to get back. You know, that, that music thing is cool, and it's cool. You're going to pay me, but I need to be back for school. And he says to me, I'm going to make sure I have you back every Monday morning for school, but I'm going to pay you X amount of dollars. You come on the weekend, and you sing with me, uh, sing with the group, and this, that, and the other. And he gave me my first job. That was my first professional job singing, and that man's Danny Murray. And he became extremely pivotal uh, throughout my uh, and now uh, music career and business life because he really started mentoring me on that next level of professionalism as I would travel literally on weekends. There's no telling where we'd be. We'd be, I, I, I'd uh, say bye to my friends uh, on Friday for the last class, and I'd jump on a tour bus, and I could be going anywhere from uh, California to New York to uh, Texas, and, you know, you name it. You know, and sometimes, and then during the summer, we toured the whole time. So we could fly as far as, uh, you know, China or Europe and all that kind of stuff. So that was my first experience um, in, um, in doing music uh, on a professional level. I don't even know if I answered your question or not, but anyways, that's that. <laughs> oh, yeah. yes, you did. You did. <laughs> if you're just joining us, you're listening to the Abundant Solutions Hour. If you have a comment or question for our special guest, Javen, you can call us at 718-508-9600. That's 718-508-9600. Every, who, who all can hear this? What areas? Um, we actually are, are cast on the Internet, so it's worldwide. Worldwide. So everybody. Y'all can call even if you're in Germany right now. Yes, sir. <laughs> Amazing. Well, then, let me say this. Uh, let me do a quick commercial uh, uh, plug here. JavenOnline.com is my website. My name is spelled J-A-V-E-N, and then online, O-N-L-I-N-E, uh, no space, .com. That's my website. And then for those that are really hip that have their MySpace thing going on, my MySpace page is the same thing. So you do MySpace.com forward slash JavenOnline, and you got to stop by there and say hey to me, and uh, join my MySpace page. I want as many friends as possible because I love people. And you'll get a chance to hear my new, my latest CD, which is the Believer CD, 
um, which has everybody on there that are good. Well, not everybody, but some cool friends of mine. Uh, Dietrich Haddon, gospel singer Dietrich Haddon, Jamie Jones, who used to be young. Y'all need to have Dietrich on here, by the way. Uh, Jamie Jones from All for One. Uh, remember that group? I swear. Oh. Remember them? Yeah. By the moon and the stars. Don't act like y'all been saved all y'all life. No, 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 wait. Come on, get real, Greg. Greg over there, try to be quiet. You know you know it. You know you got that. Hey, man, I got questions for you. <laughs> you know, it's funny, Javen, because Greg uh, told me, he said, you got to get him to sing. And look ah. at <laughs> There you go. You got it. Yeah. <laughs> it's done. It's done. Javen, you know, so much of what you do is about your passion, you know, and God is giving you this beautiful gift and you're not wasting it. You know, when you sing before people and it's touching people and the spirit is moving, what was that like the first time that you felt that spirit moving in you when, and, and God just took over the microphone and you felt like, this is not me, this is this is all God? What did that feel like? Well, the, the, it's interesting you bring that up because that happens quite often in my situation. I can't speak for everybody, and I'm not trying to be uh, extra spiritual or anything like that because anybody knows me knows I'm an absolute cut up and y'all pray for me. <laughs> but I tell you, that happens uh, uh, more often than not every time I sing. As a matter of fact, one prayer that I always pray uh, before I hit any stage to this day is, uh, you know, you know, Holy Spirit, use me, you know, and, and let it not be about anything but you using me. And I pray that even if I'm singing, I've had opportunities to sing a lot of secular vendors and do a lot of secular shows and whatnot, and I pray that same prayer. Uh, even in doing that. But to answer your question, um, the, the first time it was uh, very overwhelming. And honestly, to this day, sometimes it can still be uh, very uh, overwhelming. There's nothing like the presence of God. Yes. And there's nothing like feeling uh, the, the power and the energy of God and knowing that uh, his presence is that close and that strong, uh, not only around you, but in you, and then allowing yourself to be this channel to be used uh, uh, by an awesome God to anoint and bless uh, people that he considers uh, some of the most special uh, creatures on the face of this earth. It's a very overwhelming fe- uh, uh, feeling, and if you're not careful, uh, it, it, you know, sometimes it can, and it has sometimes, it's literally overtaken me to where I've had to uh, catch my breath or stop singing, you know, or wipe the tears back or whatever because the power of God is real, it's strong, and it destroys the yokes uh, of, of negativity and of situations in people's lives. Of course, the, uh, the music itself is influential and it's powerful in its own right, but when you couple that with the anointing of God, uh, you, cannot, you, you cannot lose uh, for sake of having an incredible experience. Uh, we also know that, you know, uh, God, God is a musical God. You know, music is mentioned all throughout uh, the Bible. One of the first instruments was the, t- the tambourine. And any time there was any type of uh, warfare uh, that took place in any of the holy wars and situations that took place in the Old Testament, they always sent the music first and, and sent the, what we call the praises first and uh, set the atmosphere because literally when you sing under the anointing of God, then people's lives, situations, have the ability to literally change. Right. And I always often tell people, you know, they say, how do you know if somebody's anointed or not and that kind of thing? You know if they're anointed, if people's lives have changed when they get through. That's what it's all about. And so uh, to answer your question, it, it was an overwhelming feeling 
Uh, it was an awesome uh, experience, and it is even to this day. And it's some, it's a friendly reminder to me, you know, when I feel God's presence like that, I get to singing uh, certain songs even, you know, uh, that that because some songs are testimonial songs, some songs are revelatory, you know, and then some songs are um, uh, are, are to encourage and to uplift, and uh, and especially when you get to, uh, I, I love I, I love helping people. That's my heart. So especially when I get a chance to sing a song like Count It All Joy, you know, or a song like I'll Be All Right, I'll Be Okay, um, or one of my new tunes called uh, Wipe Away My Tears. Thank you for Wipe Away My Tears. You get a chance to sing an opposite song like that, and uh, Begin to minister to to people or, or touch people through that music. It uh, it literally, to me, energizes and and I've become the little kid again. I've become the little boy running around in my mom's house because it's that friendly reminder that God is still with me. Yeah. You know, no matter what, God is still with me, and He still has His hands of approval on what it is I'm doing. And to be honest with you, you know, if if uh, if I have to do this and I don't get that feeling, that I just soon not do it. Wow. If you're just listening in, you're listening to the Abundant Solutions Hour, 718-508-9600 is the call-in number. And, Javen, we're going to go to the phone lines right now, and we're going to go to the caller at the 561 area code. Caller, are you there? I'm here. Welcome to the Abundant Solutions Hour. Hello. Hi. Hey. How you doing, (laughs) Javen? Doing good. How you doing? What's your name? My name is Fadia. Fadia, what's up? How are you? I'm doing good. How are you? Five six one. That's what Palm Beach. That's what Palm, Palm Beach. Beach. That's what Palm Beach. You came here to sing one time at my church. Oh, which church is that? Winner's Church. Of course. Uh, how, how could it be any other church in Palm Beach but Winner's Church? <laughs> okay, so you know exactly what church is then, okay? I- oh, without question. Tell Winnie I said, hey. I have a oh, okay. I'll, I'll definitely let him know. I have a question for you. I am in the choir at the church, and um, I've been at this church for like two years now. And you know, I've been rehearsing and looking for opportunities to you know be in the forefront. I really want to have a solo because I really like singing. And for some reason, sometimes a solo will go to someone that you know might not really have the voice that I, you know, just someone I wouldn't wouldn't have thought to get the song, they might get it. I'm kind of concerned. I don't know if, you know, maybe it's not my right time or, you know. Then can I ask you something right quick? Do, do you audition for lead songs? Is that how they pick them or how do they pick the lead, uh, lead, lead for Oh, our connection is back. Hello? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Can we hear you? Yeah, her her connection is, is is bad. Hello. Yes, we can hear you now. Hello. Yes, can you hear us? Yes, I can hear you now. Yes. Okay. He asked. He asked. Did you audition for your part for the, to the lead song? Yeah, I do audition. Every time there's a solo, I'll audition, and um, <laughs> I might not get the part for whatever reason. You know, I I really don't know. You know where the, well, actually the person who's the head of the music ministry is um, Pastor's wife. 
and I don't really know how to, you know, I don't want to just approach her and say, well, why didn't I get that solo? Because I don't feel that's my place. But, you know, I don't, I really like to sing, and I would like to sing in the church. But I find myself, like, having to go elsewhere, like singing the local Kravitz Center or just singing in other churches even. And I don't, I don't want to leave my church. I feel like I'm at a really great church, and I can grow and prosper there. And... And what is your question? I'm just trying to, like, you know, I'm wondering, you know, if my ministry is in the church, you know, if if I should be trying, you know, to stay singing in the church. Because if, if I feel like I'm turning my back on my own church when I go to other churches and sing, you know? Well, here's, here's how I'll answer it. Uh, what's your name again? Nadia. N- Nadia, right? It's Fadia. It's it's Nadia. Fadia. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Fadia, here's here's here's. I'm gonna to try to answer your question. Um, you know, obviously we don't have enough time to really you know delve into all the details of it, but I'm gonna to try to do my best to give you a, a, a good clean answer on what you just brought up. Number one, I think that um, you should audition for any and every song you think that you qualify for. Number two, if you don't get the um, the audition. Um, I think it's okay if you do it in respect and do it for your own uh, purposes as far as in knowing where you need to improve on and not for sake of, hey, I can't believe y'all didn't give me that song, that lead part for that last song. I think if, it, if you do it in, in, in the right spirit, the first one, then I think it is okay to go to the leader and say, um, I, I know I, I noticed I auditioned for two past, the, the past two songs and or whatever, and uh, never gotten any of the the lead parts. And I just want to know, can you give me some pointers on, you know, or, or when maybe what I can do uh, for for why I'm possibly not getting these uh, leads, you know? Uh, and and at that point, you can get an, uh, they'll give you an honest opinion and let you know, well, maybe it doesn't fit your style, voice, or maybe uh, it doesn't fit your range, uh, or this, that, and the other. And that gives you an opportunity to kind of better know where you need to kind of pocket your your uh, vocal skills when it comes to which songs you should lead for. Because let's face it, we all think that, you know, we're good enough to sing just about any and everything. You know, when I when I first started singing, I used to think I could sing anybody's song. You know, you you, you name it, you know, I pretty much can uh, do it. And then I had to finally start realizing that, the, you know, certain styles, certain ranges and whatnot, that was my niche, that was my market, that's what I could do. The rest of that stuff I had to leave for somebody else. They needed to do that. So that's the first thing I'll tell you. That's the second thing I'll tell you. Thirdly, being a former uh, uh, music uh, minister myself, music pastor at a, a very large church, having to deal with a lot of um, uh, different soloists and all that kind of stuff, um, don't ever assume that it's personal uh, when uh, when you don't uh, get a part for a song or whatnot. Because a lot of times when we are uh, picking people for different songs and whatnot. Honestly, it's just strictly by the book. I, when I was a uh, music pastor, I wasn't really, you know, I, I, I felt like, you know, we were mature enough, and if you weren't mature enough, you got enough word to, to get mature. So I'm not going to sit here and baby you. If you don't fit the song, I'm not giving you the part. If, if, if the other person over here, if she does better than you, then I'm going to give it to her. So whoever did it, the best way, you know, usually I went with that. Irregardless, no, obviously people didn't agree, or sometimes you have people that, had their own opinion, but you know what? There's only one leader, and everybody needs to respect that leader. When you obviously, you know, 
So be it God puts you in charge one day and you're the leader. Everybody's not going to agree with the choices you make and the people you pick, but, you know, that's how it is. Now, fourthly, the thing I'll tell you that I, I think it's good that you said that you're doing, that I actually uh, think is a good thing, and I encourage people all over uh, to do this, and that is don't, um, you know, maybe God uh, has put you there in your church to, to, for that to be your serving time. You know, everybody that's going to be on stage or everybody that's going to have the spotlight on them has to have avenues in places where, where, where they have to take back the back seat, so to speak, and because it, it, keeps you, it keeps you grounded. God has a way of, 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 of uh, I like to say it this way, God has a way of helping you get over yourself. And he put, sometimes that may be what that is for you. God may want you to be in the choir there, but yet he's still opening doors, obviously, for you to go out other places and sing and minister and bless people, but when you come back home, he wants you to, to come back in in the fold and just, you know, get back down the number and sing and listen and be a part and support whoever is up there, and then he's going to continue to open doors for you to go out. Now, I don't think that has anything to do with you leaving your church. I, I think that would be crazy of you to leave your church um, because you didn't get a solo in, in, the, uh, in the choir or something like that. That'd be the, 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 if I can be real frank with you, that would be the stupidest thing I think that anybody could ever do. Um, uh, what your, your church and you being a part of uh, of the church and God placing you at, at a certain place has nothing to do with if, with, if, if we get uh, solos in church or if we get a chance to preach or if we get a chance to do our litur- liturgical dance or all these other things that people want to jump up and do in church. That should not be the reason or the point in being a part of a church at all. As a matter of fact, the one thing that I want to do when I come off the road, I want to sit down. When I, when I, when I, I don't like to go to a church. I, I visited some other church when I first got here, and every time I'd walk in, they wanted me to grab the mic and sing and that kind of stuff. I couldn't go there. So I didn't make those churches my home church. I went about a church where they would allow me to be me, and I could go in the congregation, sit my behind down, and listen to the choir, the praise team, and let them sing, and I could sing along with them from the congregation because every, all of us, if, if, if God has already started opening doors for you to be used on the outside, that's all the more reason, to be, to be honest with you, uh, about you for you to be in the choir and not sing and lead. Because our number one issue as singers and as uh, musicians, as entertainers, is our ego. And God has a way, like I said again, of allowing us to get over ourselves by making sure we stand check. I'm not saying that's what's going on with you, but I'm just saying a lot of times that is what uh, God will do. But I encourage you, uh, like I said, have a, have a respectful conversation with your leader uh, and just make sure there's something, you know, maybe it may be something you can learn out of that. Uh, and then, you know, but continue to audition. You know, I, I audition all the time out here uh, for movies and whatnot. I get rejected all the time. There's no reason for me to stop doing what I'm doing. There's certainly no reason for you to stop doing what you're doing. Right. Well, another question I had for you. <laughs> Go ahead. I just want to make sure I get my question. I wrote them down. So. Um, Go ahead, baby. I just want to know, like, how did you know, like, when did you know that, you know, that, gospel music is the genre that you want to stick to and nothing else. When everybody kept buying the gospel CDs. <laughs> when all the gospel people kept buying the gospel CDs. <laughs> okay. So I, on a professional level, um, you got to listen, you know, I can answer that question kind of like in a, uh, a, a, a spiritual way or whatever, or I can answer it in a practical way, and I want to choose to answer it in a practical way. The level uh, of music that I'm doing now it's about it's a numbers game. I'm, I'm in the business of of, of what is known as uh, entertainment or music or whatever, 
and uh, it just so happens my music worships God, and it serves to to uh, move His purpose. And we we title that gospel music, or some people title it Christian contemporary music, whatever. The point I'm trying to make is, um, I can't even if I wanted to do. I like a lot of different styles of music, but the reality is this: my biggest fan base or my biggest support base is in the gospel market. So it doesn't make sense uh, for uh, an artist to go try and be a rock star when his, it would be the same like somebody trying to sing rock music when you know your biggest uh, following is in hip-hop. Yeah, because the label is not going to uh, do that because at the end of the day, they need to see the numbers. They, you know, who's buying your CDs and that kind of thing. So, my, so the thing for you would be if you are testing the waters right now and you're singing different types of music um, and that kind of thing, and you're getting a better response and getting more of a response from a certain style or a certain type of music, then those are clues to what genre of music you need to do. I, I like, they, they'll probably kick me out of half of the religious circles with this statement, but I'm of the opinion that you can sing whatever music uh, you want to sing uh, as long as it does not... Uh, uh, come against the word of God or come against uh, the values of who and what uh, Christ is in your life. Uh, but the idea of thinking that uh, all our children have to just sing gospel music, um, I think is crazy, you know, and I think that we need more people uh, um, in more areas of entertainment. We need more believers, put it that way, in more areas of entertainment and shut some of this foolishness that's down on these secular way, air, air stations and all that kind of stuff. And we're not going to be able to do that if everybody's sitting over in church singing to one another. <laughs> That's Amen. true. That's true, Javen. Javen, we're going to go to another caller from the three one seven area code. Caller, are you there? Yes, I'm here. Hi. Hello, this is Nikki. Hi, Nikki. I knew hey. it was Nikki. <laughs> hey, Nikki. How you doing? Three one seven. I don't know where that's at. You got me on that one. What's that? That's Indianapolis. Indianapolis. Oh, okay, all right. I've been there. I've been there. Y'all get y'all got cold winters up there. I tell you that. Yeah, yeah. They really do. <laughs> I really didn't have much to say. I'm not, you know, I'm not the singer. I just love to sing to the Lord in my own private time. But um, I just wanted to know, did you go ahead and do the psychology thing? Good question. (laughs) I'm glad you actually reminded me of that. I actually did. I I actually, um, I got several opportunities. Here's a quick funny story. There's a very uh, popular group in country right now, which they've actually uh, outsold a lot of um, R&B and pop uh, acts. And it's a group called Rascal Flatts. And there is a, um, a young man in that group by the name of Jay DeMarcus. We actually went to college together and actually sung in that same group, Harvest, that I talked about earlier uh, in the show. We actually sung together. So technically, we kind of started out together in music. And at that time, Jay had talked to me about doing a coming to Nashville and doing some, um, you know, forming a group and all that kind of stuff at that point. And I turned it down because I wanted to finish uh, school. And, you know, some people say, oh, you should have took that opportunity, and some people say, you know, whatever. But the, for me, um, my dad, unfortunately, uh, took ill with cancer my second year in college, and uh, on his uh, deathbed, his, um, his last wish was for, you know, he wanted me to finish not only school, but he wanted me to finish at that particular school. And so I felt like, um, you know, I needed to honor him uh, with that more than anything. And so I did finish, and I do have a, a BA degree in uh, family counseling and uh, psychology. So if you need some help, <laughs> no. 
Is that answer your question? Yeah. Hello? I think, so. I think I ran off. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to comment to the young lady that you just got through talking to. Yeah. Um, if she hears me out there, if if you singing to the Lord, that's all that matters. Yeah. And then we, if we singing to the Lord, we won't have to worry about being picked for anything because we're doing what we're supposed to do, singing to Him. So if all praises and glory and honor is dedicated to Him, then it doesn't matter anyway whether you get it or not. Good. Yeah, I think it's important that you know we all. That's why I say you know God has a way. If you know, I always to me, if I if I'm doing something. And if I, you know, and if I don't get the accolade for it, or if I don't get the opportunity to to um, do the certain thing or whatnot, I see it as a way of God putting me in check in the sense that that's not for you, or you know, chill out, you know, you, you're doing too much, or you got too much going on, you know, uh, take a break or whatever. And 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 for some of us, we've been on the break for a while, but hey, you know, maybe there's something else that uh, that God has for you. And to me, I think it's about fulfilling His purpose and fulfilling His the promises that he has for your life. And you know what? I don't want it uh, this year in 2007 if he wants me to have it in 2008 because mm-hmm. he he knows something about me that I don't know that uh, he's, he's he's cool enough and loves me enough to say, hey, listen, if I gave this thing to you now, uh, it would destroy your life. Mm-hmm. And so you're going to have to chill out for the next seven or eight months or however long it takes uh, to get us to 2000, 2008. And then that's when I'm going to uh, release you. That's when I'm going to do the blessings. Who cares when it comes? Mm-hmm. Uh, just as long as you know it's going to come. But and as long as we prepare for it when it do come, exactly. exactly. Like now you gonna go, you gonna cause me to preach now <laughs> because I'm gonna tell you the stage. The, I, I tell people all the time. My saying is this: the stage comes up on everybody's show. Mm-hmm. It's just that everybody's not ready. That's but right. everybody gets the opportunity. Well, Amen, and God bless you, and I thank you for having me on again. I didn't want to say much. <laughs> <laughs> thank you for stopping by and go on my MySpace page and join my my, my come on my screen. Okay, thank you. All right, ladies. You know, Javen, um, I want you to tell us a little bit about some of the things you have coming up. Oh, boy. Well, i tell you, let's see. We The movie uh, One Night with the King that we released last year, the opening number nine, is available now on DVD. And as a matter of fact, uh, that's available on our website. That's the story of Esther, has Pito, uh, Omar Sharif, Peter O'Toole, um, and... Um, Tiny Lister from uh, Friday, and then, of course, myself. And so that's available, and people can still grab that if they haven't had a chance to see it. I think every woman, every little girl, every young lady at least should have this in their collection uh, because it really speaks to uh, the young lady that started with nothing, but God switched that thing around and gave her everything. And so that's available on our website, Jimmy Online. Also, we are uh, getting ready to start a, uh, a clothing line, uh, of T-shirts and well, we have already have T-shirts. But we're going to add um, cool buckles to it, hats, um, and some other uh, apparel. So be on the lookout for that. Uh, again, every, all the stuff you can find, uh, information you can find out on JavenOnline.com. We are. Let's see. I launched a uh, internet. I have a one-hour internet music radio show called Life uh, that's available on the Urban Network. Uh, as a matter of fact, we just went daily. So every every day now, between the hours of 4 to 5, Pacific Coast Standard Time, and I think that's 7 to 8, y'all time, I'm not sure, you can log on to urbannetwork.com and catch our radio show called Life, and it's it's my show, me hosting uh, different uh, special guests uh, that comes through there and uh, play a lot of cool music and all that good stuff. I give pointers on life and how to get through uh, different scenarios. I am... Uh, presently getting ready to uh, do another deal, and so obviously we're getting ready to go back in the studio 
and uh, hopefully try to uh, crank out another album here pretty soon. Of course, the Believer CD, we are still promoting that very heavy, uh, which I didn't mention, by the way, Israel Houghton is also on there with me, and Tim Miner is on there with me uh, singing. We had uh, we have a video. We just released a video called Celebrate, which is one of the hits from the Believer CD, uh, and that's been uh, in heavy rotation with BET, Word, Daystar, um, Gospel Music Channel, GMC. So look for that video along with the um, uh, our old favorite called Sacrifice, which is another video that's my phone. First CD, yeah. People really love that one. That one's charted. That went to number one, and it's up with the hot list on uh, the GMC. So we got that going. I also did an appearance on a compilation CD with uh, that's getting ready to come out in October with Dietrich Haddon. Uh, it's called The Worship Experience. It's myself, uh, Tone, William Murphy, uh, Shirley Murdoch, of course, Dietrich Haddon, Demita Haddon. And so be on the lookout for that CD and DVD. That's supposed to be coming out soon. And I just also did an appearance on uh, Clint Brown's latest CD that uh, I think just got released or is getting ready to be released. So when you buy his CD called Fall Like Rain, I think you can catch it. There's a duet that I do with him on that. And everything else is just working the grind. We're still doing some auditions, still looking at some possible movie opportunities. And so uh, as it comes up, we always uh, keep people updated and informed on our website at javenonline.com or at our MySpace page, which is also Javen Online. And one of the other cool things that I'm really big on, and that's missions work, so we are, um, and I want to say uh, that we are spokespeople for, uh, spokesperson for the uh, World uh, Vision uh, Mission Program, which goes around the world feeding needy children and clothing them and giving them education, a very uh, legit uh, mission program. Every dollar that's spent literally goes to the kids. We assign one kid to uh, per sponsor, and you stay with that kid until uh, until that he or she is an adult. And if you want to find out more information about that, call our office at 310-490-7019. I have my own kid in China uh, that we're uh, that I adopted. It's just literally a dollar a day, and uh, it's so awesome to see. Well, I was recently uh, this year I came back from we did a seven day tour in Africa and got a chance to do the uh, medical uh, supplies and went to the villages and helped the people there. And Then we uh, did free concerts and that kind of thing, and it was just amazing. Even way out there in the huts, we saw the World Vision uh, sign uh, out there. So definitely if somebody's out there and you're saying, I want to, uh, that's something I've been wanting to get, uh, get involved in, I'd love for you to be a part of my team and, and adopt a kid through World Vision. It will change your life, literally. It will change your life. One of the, uh, the other uh, – mission program that we are partners with is Hope for Haiti with Demita's Kids because I believe Haiti, uh, the Haiti people are our kin folks. They are our uh, cousins. They are our uh, family. Uh, when we went to Africa and studied, one of the things I did was I walked through what is known as the slave castles. And in West Africa is where most of the slaves, uh, people that were captured and then sold into slavery came from. And these people were Africans when they went into that the castle, but on the other side of the castle was the ocean. And so they would put these people in they uh, stand these dungeons, and then they would uh, lock them down and put them on these boats. And you know the story. They would ship them out. And most of those people ended up in the Caribbean. This is why you get the deep colors of the Puerto Ricans and whatnot. They were they ended up there. A lot of them ended up in South America. Uh, the Portuguese were very heavy in slavery. And so that's why a lot of the Brazilian people and whatnot are brown-skinned people and, and so forth. Uh, and then, of course, uh, they ended up in America. So, But a lot of these people came from the west coast of uh, Africa, which would be considered Ghana, the country of Ghana. 
And it's just been amazing how I not only had a chance to go back to Africa and minister to them and those people there, but also be a part of a great missions program called Hope for Haiti uh, to minister to these people as well. Because if we can't give back, I don't care if people say, well, I'm waiting to get rich to give back. If you're waiting to get rich, you ain't never going to get rich to give back. you got to give from whatever state you're at. If all you can give is 50 cents, then you start there because God blesses your seed. He, he be, he, you can't get a harvest if you don't sow a seed. And so that's something that we're very big on, very big on missions programs. This coming uh, November, we're going to be hitting the streets again here in downtown Los Angeles, California, working with the Union Rescue Mission, feeding all of the homeless of, down to, of Los Angeles. And trust me, y'all, we have a ton. We have city blocks and city blocks of homeless people here, and they are uh, desolate. Many, uh, a lot of folks don't realize many uh, children get caught in the homeless uh, situation because women are running away from abuse uh, in their homes and they don't have a place to turn to and some of them get hooked on drugs. And so we are going to be down there. And, of course, I go down there every three, every two months, two to three months, and minister in the chapel there with, their pe- with uh, the people there at Union Rescue Mission. Love them. Love them. We pray for them. We don't sugarcoat the gospel at all. We tell them about Jesus. And we tell them that, you know, uh, there is a hope for their lives. And so we're going to be down there November 17th. Uh, feeding uh, just thousands of uh, homeless people and singing for them. And yeah, here again, you can keep up with us with all this kind of stuff uh, just by logging on at javenonline.com uh, or myspace.com forward slash javenonline. Hey, Javen, I had a question for you. I know you've been watching the news today and you saw about what happened with Juanita Bynum and, and her husband and all this stuff that's going on. And, you know, you, you see so many families out there fighting, being killed, and, husband and wife, you see all this domestic violence. Do you think that this is just a move to to the Satan is just trying to move and destroy families and with the thing that's going on with wanting to bind them and her husband? You know, people that 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 are on the fence of, of giving their lives to Christ, once they see something like this, you know, they, they, they back up and say, you know what, I might as well stay in the world. If this is happening to them, I might as well stay in the world. So my question is, do you think that that it, it just seems like the devil is just running rampant in the world right now? Uh-huh. Is, is that what it seems like to you? So your question is what? Do you, do I think it's a spiritual attack? Yes, yes. Well, I'll, I'll tell you this, and, you know, and this is just Javen Theology 101, so, uh, you know, who am I? Uh, first off, I know uh, uh, Bishop Weeks and I know uh, Prophet Juanita Bynum uh, well. Did many different uh, conferences with them and saw the power of God move mightily through their ministry uh, firsthand. And so I can definitely say both of them uh, have been uh, anointed of God for uh, such a time as this. Yes. I, it's unfortunate uh, what has happened. Obviously, we don't know all the details, and so it's kind of hard really to comment on something that you really don't know all the details about. I'll tell you, it is unfortunate that it takes place. We are praying uh, for that family and for the families of uh, several of the uh, leadership right now that's going through that type of scenario or situation. Yes. I think that the uh, I think there's always been uh, uh, Satan has always had it out for the families and the the, the family unit, particularly the marriages. Because we all know that that's where um, that's where our that's where the church lies. That's where our future lies. That's where our money lies. That's where uh, our existence lies. If you can't get it at home, you know, chances are you ain't gonna get it nowhere. There's too much foolishness in church for you to really get a solid 
understanding of what's going on, and there's not enough time to be there to, to get a, a solid understanding. You're certainly not going to get it from the schoolhouse, and you're not going to get it at work. So if, our, if we're not getting solid things in our home front, and I'm going to say that to young parents, those that have children now, you know, that's flopping around acting stupid, you need to hunker down, anchor down, and pour into your children and spend time with them and don't take for granted uh, that they know everything or somebody else is going to tell them. You know, it's your responsibility, and if you don't know something about a certain topic, you need to pick up a book, read it, and then sit down and talk with them because you, it's your responsibility to speak into your child's life. It's not somebody else's responsibility uh, to speak into uh, their life. You need to do it. I, I don't think that this particular, I must say, though, I don't think that this particular situation is an all-out uh, spiritual attack, uh, uh, so to speak, and whatnot. I think this is uh, this is the reality uh, of, of of what all of us have to uh, uh, deal with on a daily basis, and that is choices. Yes, I'm a believer that uh, I'm a believer that Satan is defeated. I'm a believer that uh, that God took care of it two thousand years ago on the cross, and that the idea that we have to wake up every day and fight demons and devils on a consistent basis. Um, leaves us all uh, doomed, so to speak. Uh, we have to give God more credit. Uh, the, the opposite of uh, pe- the opposite of, people say the opposite of good is bad. The opposite of black is white, and then they say the opposite of Jesus is the devil. That's not true. The, the devil is not equal to to Jesus. He has all power in heaven and in earth. And if we understand that true revelation, then we understand that we have the ability. Through and by the Bible said you shall receive power for that which the Holy Ghost has come upon you, meaning you have the ability through and by the Holy Spirit to make good, solid choices. And the Bible said that, man is, that God is not mocked. Whatever man soweth, he shall also reap. So I'm not even addressing the, uh, the Bynum's uh, weak situation right now as much as I'm addressing the, spiritual, uh, the, the subject of spiritual warfare in the sense that we have to, not that there is not spiritual warfare, but the Bible says the battle is not ours, it's the Lord's. And so you can't be, you can't even if you can't even function in the world that you exist in now, just being nice to people, just just saying hi or just loving on your kids. How in the world do you think you're going to uh, uh, deal with anything on the spiritual level? You need to you need to pray, put your children and put those situations under the blood of Christ and cover your house, cover these areas uh, by the blood of Jesus, and then you need to be responsible. I think we have as the body have to be responsible for our choices. We are broke because we don't work. And, we, and if we're working, we're not working hard enough, or we need to look for another job. We are fearful. We're afraid that if we step out of this one job, then another job's not going to work. Some of us are working for people because we're afraid to go start a business, and we don't want to go to that little uh, area of sacrifice. But if you look at the history of anybody from Walmart to Oprah to any of these people, these people went through serious times, even J.C. Penney, serious times of sacrifice and losing. And so sometimes we want to sit there and kind of uh, stay in our safety zone and, and we don't want to go out and accomplish things. I had to, can I tell you, Greg and Mark, I had to sacrifice many times before getting to this level yeah. and still do have to take sacrifices uh, sometimes. I, we don't have time to go into all those different things, but I tell you, you have to, if you want to make it, everybody wants to, you know, I, I have kids and folks come to me now and say, how do I get there? How do I be where you're at and whatnot? It takes a lot of work, a lot of sacrifice. I'd love to say Jesus just kicked a bunch of doors open for me, and I just walked through, and it's just been hidey high. No, I had to uh, uh, pray, pray myself through tough times. I've had to wipe my tears and keep on going and trusting God. And watch, I, I, here's the thing I can tell you. God is faithful on his word. Whatever you sow, you're going to repeat. He says, if you sow it, you sow that hard work, trust me, 
you're going to reap the, the harvest of that hard work. And then that's the same for marriages, for families. We have to love each other. One of our, one of our biggest problems uh, as, as a body is our attitude. It is not the devil. We have sorry attitudes. We walk in church with bad attitudes. We walk into our homes with, with nasty attitudes. We talk to our children any kind of way. We talk to our coworkers any kind of way. We, we don't smile. We don't, we, we, some of us are racist in, in the way we treat people, bigots and that kind of stuff. And you have to address things on the level that God has given you the power to address it. And that is, you already got power over racism. You already got power over bigotry. You got power over nasty attitudes and pride. So just go ahead and put that stuff under your feet and be loving and caring and spend time uh, with, with each other. I think people that use uh, uh, Juanita Bynum's situation or whatever as an excuse not to come to Christ, then that's, to me, that's on them. Because if you come into Christ because of Juanita or you come to Christ because of Jake or you come to Christ because of me or you or anybody, you ain't coming to Christ. You're coming to me. I ain't got nothing for you. I ain't got nothing that can, <laughs> I got for you that can change you. It's the Holy Ghost. <laughs> so I'm going to point you back to him. So you don't pay no attention to me anyway. Um, because just as sure as I may make a mistake uh, today or whatever and put myself back up, just like our forefathers did, I can go, we can go on that list from Joseph to, to Daniel to David and all of them. You know, there ain't nothing new under the sun. This has always been happening. There's always been uh, people of God and men of God that have unfortunately made mistakes and have fallen in. But you, they get back up, and that's the, that's the grace of God. And that's the message of Jesus Christ, that his mercy and his grace is sufficient. Kevin, you hear the music. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to preach it, Doc. <laughs> but it's all right. We just let you go. That's all right. I'm done. Love y'all. All right. That was some good stuff. I mean, Javen, we, we truly, we truly appreciate you coming on tonight. And we got to have you back, man. We got to have you Please, call Rebecca. Let's do it. I, I, I love your show. I love your show. Just, <laughs> yes. uh, hey, as much as y'all want me to come on, I'd be glad to do it. Yes, yes. All right. Our listeners, you've been listening to the Abundant Solutions Hour, where our goal is to help others be more, do more, and have more. Please join us on Monday, where our special guest will be Thelma from Good Times, Bernadette Stannis. She'll come on and she'll talk with us, and she'll share with us what she's doing and also the word. So again, with that being said, we thank you all for listening, and we hope to see you and hear you on Monday. Thanks, David. Thank you. All right, love you guys. All right. All right thank you. All right, Brian. All right, man. Love it. Bye. With the Lucky Land Plus, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.